podcast where best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready. A listener discretion is advised. This is disgusting on several levels. I'm here for it. It's one of the worst cases. It uh, may be the worst. I'm here for it. In terms of victims, I think he killed the most people. 68, possibly. That motherfucker wasn't playing. <laughs> so many. I'm, I'm proud of you. Are you? Finding this one. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of this one. The Vampire of Dusseldorf. Germany. We're going to Germany for this. Oh. One. So I also get to be culturally insensitive to the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think everybody shut up now. So to the Germans. Yeah. Und I want some schnitzel. I think my German accent impression is the best. <laughs> okay, let's start. Yeah. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me. As usual, it's Willow. Hello. Hi. How you doing, Willow? I'm pretty good. Are you? Yeah. We've been through it, y'all. My computer tried to unalive, and it shit itself. It got stuck in an endless boot loop, and I had to reformat the whole thing, which that makes me sound like a nerd. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I fixed it. It was a sad time. We lost the entire, like, my entire audio track for the Nico Klo vampire case, but producer Will pulled it out and Frankensteined it together, and it doesn't sound great, but it doesn't sound bad. <laughs> it's the best we could do. Yeah. We're doing our best. I have a duct tape microphone. Hell yeah. And she's got a, a computer with one leg in the grave. Don't say that. The computer's a good boy. It's a good good computer. Where's wood? Don't oh. knock on things. Okay, well, yeah, I guess you could knock on but no, we are doing our best with what we have, and what we have is what we have. <laughs> so it we're gonna we're definitely doing a tech fund, and um, yeah, because we want to keep doing this, it's fun, and we want our audio to be the best. We really do. We're all perfectionists around here, yeah. and so picture this: so Will's perfectionist, I'm a perfectionist, and Willow's a perfectionist. Yes. We're all bossy, controlling, and stubborn. Yes. And yet, every week, we deliver three episodes. Somehow. Somehow, some way. <laughs> you have a baby. I have a screaming, teething, wanting to crawl and climb on everything baby who's very emotional right now. I have five motherfuckers in a 1,200-square-foot <laughs> house, and three of them are teenagers. Plus two dogs, plus... Three cats. Three cats. And a goldfish named Merlin. I didn't know you have a goldfish. I do. His name is Merlin. That's a perfect name for a goldfish. He's very stupid. <laughs> That's the best thing I ever. I don't know how he's alive. <laughs> I take care of him. I even got him like the, a 20-gallon tank just for himself because that's what the instructions on the internet said to do. I was PMSing and I wanted a goldfish. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. So today's episode is going to require a little warning. Yeah. Listener discretion advised. This episode of Cruelty Podcast is absolutely disgusting, disturbing, not safe for work or for life. 
Listen to it on headphones. Do not listen to it on speaker. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Don't listen to it around young children's. No. Don't. don't. Not safe for work. No. Not at all. You'll get fired. <laughs> don't blame me if you do. Yep. Do you know I've never been fired from a job? You know, I've only quit one. You've been fired I've been a lot. I've fired from every job I've ever had. But I don't understand. You're very cute and nice. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. Uh, no, I get that, like, my spidey sense tingles when they're going to fire me. It's like, I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me. That's what I would do. <laughs> One time I went to the office and I was like, I feel it coming. And you know what? I quit. And they're like, we were going to give you a raise. And I was like, damn it. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I quit anyway. Because, you know, my pride. <laughs> yeah. So today's episode is about Peter Curtin, the vampire of Dusseldorf, which is a funny, funny word. Dusseldorf. 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 <laughs> okay. Warning. I will be culturally insensitive towards the Germans in this episode. The Germans, I should say. Look, Pretty much any European country. Absolutely. Yeah, fuck them up. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Brits. Look, and I'm just going to say this. Individually, I know many British people, and I love them. They're my friends. Yeah. But culturally... Gonna dunk on them a little bit. Yeah. I think it's fair. Their food's bad. Don't care what oh, they think. It's bad. It's real bad. There is no flavoring. They're scared of flavors. And you know, they colonized like all the world and they had all the flavors and still they picked <sighs> bland. Right? Blood pudding. The fuck is that? Right. They're eating the throwaway parts of the animal. It pisses the me off. Throwaway parts. And you know me, I'll fucking eat anything. I will. I'm not a picky eater. I've eaten all manner of disgusting, fucked up shit. Either on a dare for money, or because why the fuck not, or because I was hungry. There you go. But British food's bad. Yeah. I don't think they ever recovered from the rationing during World War II as part of the issue. Oh, was, was that insensitive? That was funny. Was it? Yeah. I was just being serious. See... You know, I know I'm a funny person, but I don't know when I'm being funny. It's great. It's perfect. It makes you funnier. Yeah, but like growing growing up, I would tell a story and I'm very serious and upset. People are just laughing and it hurt the feelings. It doesn't now because I get it. Because you're callous as fuck. Yes, my feelings are gone and I'm a dead husk. (laughs) A joyless husk, as I frequently say. So here's another, you know, and you'll find this. In all of the cases just about involving especially serial murderers or like sadosexual murderers, their childhood was fucked up. Every single time. Miko's not as much. Like, he's no. the one exception. He's just a bad egg. Yeah. He was born wrong. Yeah, and he was like, I'm bad to the bone and I'm cool about it. Like, I hate that guy. Yeah. Funniest episode we've done, honestly. <laughs> I just lost my shit. I just can't stand edgelords. They annoy me. Yeah. I want to give a quote at the beginning of this. Okay. About what he said. Oh, no. About his own impending execution via guillotine. The Germans were straight up guillotining people all the way into the 30s. Oh, Holy shit. I don't know. Wait, weren't we? No. I don't know if the U.S. guillotined any. We hung people and firing squatted them in electric chair and lethal injection and gas chambers, mainly Mm -hmm. what... 
They just straight up guillotined this guy. You know what? That Well, I say that it would be the fastest and easiest, but a lot of times the guillotines weren't very sharp. Really? And a lot of times they were rusty, and a lot of times they had to do it. A couple times? A couple times before they got it right. Awesome. That's so great. It's not cruel at all. And I'm just going to say this, and, and maybe it'll surprise people. I don't know. I'm very anti-death penalty. Really? Absolutely. I'm surprised. Are you? Yeah. Look, how many people have we wrongly executed? Lots. Like, in that's so final, death. Mm -hmm. And it's not, capital punishment isn't a deterrent to crime. I always believe, I don't think certain types of murderers can be reformed. Right. But. I'm on the fence. I think that certain people, having done certain crimes and with the intention to continue those crimes, it's just, I, I don't want my tax dollars to go to feeding and housing certain people. It's just so little tax dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have a, we don't have traditional jobs, so we don't really pay tax. We will when we have money. Yeah. We currently but, don't have money. But so. still, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, I understand that, too. Like, I see both sides of it. And I used to be very pro-death penalty I until I really looked into the Innocence Project and yeah. how it's rooted in racism. Yeah. And I'm just like, until we fix yeah. that whole systemic racism problem. Yeah. No, you're a thousand percent right. I know. We <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I know. It's gross, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's annoying. But, I mean... At the same time, I just don't think that some people deserve air. But I also think that but some people... We hold on. If we roll it back, though, and if we worked on systemic racism and poverty, yep. we would then have, like, maybe two dudes that right. would need some, like, a rubber room forever. And, yeah, if... Cause, if, cause if I, this guy, I don't know if he would have gone on to do the horrible, heinous things he did if his upbringing hadn't been nightmare fuel. Right. Don't know. Right. You guys will have to, like, think about that on your own and maybe email me about what you think about the death penalty because I'm always interested in Same. people's opinions. Same. And I'm not 100% I'm not either way on the death penalty, honestly. Just because the systemic racism. I don't think we can have it until we fix it. And I don't see that right. getting fixed. You know, ever till the end of the world, unfortunately. And it's so depressing, isn't it? Did you not grow up thinking It's so annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. How long have we had this? Forever. For too long. And it's beyond annoying if you're the subject of it, I would imagine. Right. But my thing is when I was growing up in the nineties, uh in school, I was like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna defeat racism. We're going to fly in hover cars, and we're going to, women will be president. Uh, here I am. None of that shit's occurred. Nope. Still have the same old-timey racism we always have, maybe even worse. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. No woman president. We elected Trump because, God forbid, a vagina get in the White House. Mm -hmm. It was just like a backlash against electing a black man. Yep. Okay, I'm getting off on a tangent. My blood pressure's going. Oh, no, it's okay. I totally understand. Okay. So shortly before Peter Curtin was executed by guillotine, he asked the prison psychiatrist, tell me, after my head has been chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the greatest pleasure. 
So much just so we know what we're dealing with here. That's so weird. That's such a weird thing to Thought. think of. I yeah. wouldn't think that. I'd be like, please don't cut my head off. That sucks. I mean, what are you going to do with that sound? Like, you're not going to store it anywhere. You're not no, going to reminisce no. on the sound. I guess you can think about it straight on your way to hell. Because that's where he went. No yeah. doubt. Oh, he's bad, bad man. Bad. Okay, I'm excited because I've never heard of this case. Whatsoever, so this is brand new. I almost didn't include it because of the sheer fact there is no vampire anything involved. But he's just called it. It is vampire. what the press dubbed him. Okay, so he didn't actually drink blood? They thought he might have, but he never confessed to doing that and he never said that he did. Interesting. Yeah. It's so weird how they just throw away that or throw around that term. Right, like, yeah. okay, well, you know, yeah, there was some bloodletting going on, but typically when you murder the fuck out of someone, they bleed. I don't know. Right. Not all the time, but, right. you know. So Peter Curtin was born on May 26th, 1883. And like a lot of our killers, he was just, his abu the abuses heaped against him as a child were wretched. He was the eldest of 13 children. And as the oldest, he took most of the abuse from his alcoholic father. And what I find interesting is usually it's the mother with these sadosexual killers. Mm -hmm. But that's involved, too. She didn't abuse the children, though. The mother didn't. It was just the father. But hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. So when he would come home from work after being at, he would go straight from work to like the local tavern or bar. Right. He'd be roaring drunk and he would just beat the shit out of his kids when he got home. And this was like almost daily. And then he would rape his wife in front of his children. Oh my God. Yeah. And he went on later to abuse his daughters too. So this guy was just a monster. And they also grew up in devastating poverty because his dad was an alcoholic. He frequently couldn't hold down a job and was spending all of his money on booze. They all lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Thirteen people. And I just bitched about five motherfuckers in my house. Right. And they all have a room, right. sort of. I mean, Will was living on his own, but that situation fell through, so he's, like, moved back home, and he's in the living room. But can you imagine? That's not 13. It's not 13. And, like, he's raping his wife in front of his children. That's horrific. That is horrific. With the dirty times of 1800s Germany. Just, okay, look. As you have probably garnered from other episodes, I'm really particular about the personal hygiene. Same. I'm going to tell you some nasty shit about the Victorian era. Are you ready? Oh, is it time? It's time. Oh, I love it when you go on this rant. Yeah. Okay, first of all, it, wash your butt after you poop. Don't just use paper. You're mm -hmm. welcome. I've saved you from walking around with shit on your person. <laughs> but back then, laundry soap as we know it wasn't as much of a thing. Yes, they had regular old-fashioned lye soap. Lye soap has been around for over 2,000 years. Huh. Isn't lye made out of wood ash? It is. I'm glad you mentioned it. For I make soap. I make old-fashioned lye soap. In fact, the soap that you like, bars of soap, you buy at the grocery store, chances are they're detergent and not soap. Soap is a particular process called saponification in which you use lye, 
and oils. And when you mix them together, they become soap. Yeah. But, you know, uh, lye soap is pretty harsh if you don't use nice oils. And back then, the, the not using nice anything. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily great for getting your clothes clean. That's not what's, the soap is for your body. It's not for your hair, and it's not for your clothes. So people, like if they had stains, they needed to use ammonia to get the stains oh. out. Oh, they just straight up use their own pee. Oh. So if you ever get it, no, no, hold on before you vom everywhere. If you ever get a really bad stain, just fucking take a whiz on it. Just I'm not whoop. peeing on my clothes. Or you could just get some of that, like, little Tide pen. It smells better. No, they would let it stew in their pee. Stew. You can also tan leather. I was with about pee -pee. to say that. Because mm -hmm. it's ammonia. Yeah, yeah. And uric acid. Yes. Yeah, people people used whenever you say piss poor, um, it was That's because what, yeah. you would be selling your pee to leather tanneries. Yes. Delicious. I'm sad that's not a thing because uh, Altogether, five people. We make a lot of pee in this house. Yeah. My water bill will attest to it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I wash all the bits when I go to the bathroom because it's fucking pee-pee and it stinks. Just pee -pee walking around with pee-pee on your bits. Pee-pee-poo-poo. Leave it alone. But the olden times, I call them the stinky times because people didn't bathe very much because demons would get in you or something when you were wet. And, you know, just access to clean water, we really take that for granted a lot. Especially because, like, especially in, like, Europe, um, it was large amounts of people condensed into really small communities mm -hmm. um, in their cities. And so it's just people living on top of people, and it's really, really gross. And then they throw their pee-pee-poo-poo buckets out into the street. Yeah. And nasty. Nasty. Lots of rats. Plagues. Lots of rats and plagues and things. Yes. yes. But this is, we're getting into the, you know, the later, yeah, the more modern times. Yeah. I'm sure they had it. I don't industrial know eras. These people. But, so, yeah, but, you know, to make matters worse. So it's gross. So Peter's growing up in a house with a bunch of kids. His mom's being horrifically abused. He's being horrifically abused. At the age of nine, he befriended a local dog catcher that lived in the same building as him. And this relationship was a real turning point in his life. And you're making a face like, please don't tell me bad things. But I'm going to tell you very bad things right now. So the dog catcher showed him how to catch stray dogs. Uh -huh. And abuse them. Oh. And then uh, had relations with the dogs. Oh. And then taught Peter how to masturbate. How old is he? Nine. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I didn't even want to include this, but I have to because it's really just sets him up for the rest of everything. Now, you know, I don't know about you, but if I were nine and somebody's like, I'm going to beat this dog and fuck it, I'd, I'd be sad and upset and I'd run away. Yeah. But Peter was like, I'm about this and I'm not victim blaming. He was a complete victim then. Right. But clearly, again, we go back to nature versus nurture. And I really think that something was latently present inside him that was awoken by all the abuse. Well, look at his father. I mean, he's a product yeah. of that, like DNA. So I'm not saying... No, because I'm my, not saying, both my parents were... Absolutely. Right, I know. So. Trash. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that sometimes it yeah. happens, you know? Well, I do think 
he he Peter will later go on because he is they interview the shit out of him uh, when he's caught. Okay. And he believed he was born this way, but that the abuse made it acceptable and not something to hide. Like it made it come out more. Oh. Like it woke it up. Okay. And I kind of agree with him yeah. on that. And he's such a he was such like a soft spoken person, and he was very well dressed all the time. It's just so really odd. He's so abhorrent. Okay. So witnessing such terrible violence and being subjected to this sort of sadosexual abuse really twisted little Peter's mind. At the age of nine, he pushed a friend into a river and basically let him drown. And another boy had been watching, and he tried to jump in and save the drowning boy, and Peter held him under until he died too. It was deemed an accident, and Peter was never accused of the murders. Now, I'd like to note that this is only Peter's claim. It couldn't be substantiated. But, you know, records weren't great back then. Right. In the early 1900s. Right. However, it is pretty well known that murderous psychopaths make up shit. True. They confess to murders that they didn't do, or murders that never even happened, because they like the attention. And True. he said he killed 68 people. But, I mean, we don't know that. And I don't think so. That's true. Mm -mm. I, I don't... I mean, if you look at his timeline, it would have been really hard for him to kill that many people unless he was just killing constantly. And he wasn't. So he had periods where he was more dormant than other periods. Um, so did this happen? I don't... I have no idea. And I'll explain later as to why I think... He made all this shit up. Okay. He didn't make all of it up. He straight up right. did some of this stuff. So Peter went further down the road of sexual deviancy as he matured. He practiced his tendencies on other animals, like sheep and goats primarily. And he noticed that he got more pleasure from doing this if he stabbed and killed the animal as he was having relations with it. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so gross. It's so gross. Fucking gross. And these were other people's animals. Uh, it was probably like in the village she was in. I don't know. They weren't on a farm, no. They I was just gonna like. I was just gonna say like I can only imagine like waking up one day to my livestock being like they just to seemed... find my livestock like. They, they just seem stabbed. They're not gonna investigate if they've been rogered. To use a British oh, word. That's, that's a terrible well, I don't know what other word to use. <laughs> I'm not going to say the F one. Or the R one. I guess I could say raped. Ugh, but still. Man, I'm going to... We can't do another palate cleanser this month. That's ridiculous. It's so many. We're going to have our um, live stream as a palate cleanser. Yeah, we're going to talk about vampire lore on... Yeah. We're going to stream it on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll put the link up on Facebook and other social media platforms. Also, hey, y'all, I'm on Twitter. Oh, yeah, we do have cruelty on Twitter, but I'm I, not very good at keeping that. Yeah, uh, just follow me on Twitter, where yeah. I give you all my hot takes. Hot takes. Yeah, which is where I say when I bang during a thunderstorm, I feel like a sex wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> 
I want to talk about this more than I want to talk get about back me on being to a this. sex wizard. Yeah, um, yeah. More than I want to talk about your actual case right now. Oh, I'd rather talk about anything. <laughs> it's fucking is, terrible. This is so uncomfortable. So at the age of 16, Peter ran away from home and he supported himself with a life of petty crime. He went around pickpocketing and stealing and shortly after his father was shortly after he left home his father was arrested for attempting to rape his 13-year-old daughter. He only went to jail for 3 years. But that at least gave his mother the opportunity to divorce him. Oh good. Yes. Good. She had the marriage like an older whatever because awful. And she died in 1927, so her life wasn't even very long. It was pretty short. She just had a miserable fucking existence. Yeah, I feel really bad for her. Because, like, back then, the stigma of all of everything, she couldn't just leave. She'd be destitute with 13 children. Right. And she had to put up with these abuses in order for them to survive. And, God, I just... That's who I feel sorry for yeah, in this story. Yeah. And it's clear that Peter, like from his later interviews, had some like sympathetic feelings towards his mother. He's the one who identified what his father did to her as rape. Oh wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine like having to have all of those kids? Nope. Without wanting to. You know what I mean? I yeah. Mm. I mean, all of mine were unplanned. But I guess I was okay with it. I'm okay with it now. Right. I just don't like kids. I love mine. But I can't imagine having that many. 13? I would jump into a large body of water. I'm done. I'd be done at like four. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine having them that close together. Like, I mm. like that mine are about 13 years old. What apart. I like to think is I just would have died back then. Because mm. I had to have C-sections. So. Yeah. And they haven't... They didn't perfect that nope. yet. I mean, they were doing it back then, but chances of getting a terrible infection were pretty high. Yeah. So I just die, and that's cool. So the life of petty f crime caught up with Peter, and he was arrested, and he's in and out of jail all in his youth. Mm -hmm. And it's just for misdemeanors, and I'm not going to list every time he was arrested because it was just a lot of fucking times. Right. And you get the gist. He was just in and out of jail for dumb, thievey things. It wasn't any felonies. And... But every stint in jail, like, pissed him off against society more and more and more. And it started with his father, and it started with not being able to find good work, because we're starting to head into the Depression era. And one time, he got sent to solitary confinement for breaking rules. Now, for most people, solitary confinement is straight-up torture. It's torture. People are not meant to be... I find it cruel. I also am a proponent for doing away with solitary confinement entirely. I was I was in solitary confinement for 30 days in jail, and it what, was you amazing. Oh, nothing. Why'd they put you in solitary? Oh, because I had dreadlocks, and they said that somebody could choke me with my hair. My God. Yeah. Well, anyway, while he was in solitary... His fantasy life really took off. He started fantasizing about really terrible shit. Like horrible murdering, horrible animal buggery, and like arson, and even stuff like derailing trains so it would kill a lot of people at once. He was really, really into killing lots of people at once. That was like his big goal. So he enjoyed that so much, he would 
break the rules while in jail to get sent to solitary on purpose. Fun guy. He just, and he just came to hate society more and more and more. Okay, so there's not a lot of information like detailing like a chronological timeline. The information on this guy is very scattered and anywhere I look, they're not that great at like telling like, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. And I'm not going to, there are nine confirmed victims and the cases are all pretty much the same. He either strangled them, slit their throats or used a hammer. And I'm not going to get into each and every one. Mm -hmm. We will be here all day. Right. And mostly he picked on young women and girls, but he killed men too. So he just kind of, whoever was an easy target, that's who he'd pick on. And he was more of a, like a murderer of opportunity. So it, it's almost not fair to call him a serial killer for that reason. He didn't have a type. He just picked on people who were easy access. But much. he consistently killed. Yeah. So I, I still think he's a serial killer. He just doesn't have a... Um, he doesn't fit all the criteria for that, but he certainly fits the criteria for other things. Well, I mean, they called Richard Chase a serial killer, too. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about that. I think... Yeah, because he only killed, like... I mean, he, he only killed two or three times. He killed three times. Three times. And he killed a total of six people. Right. Seven. Right. Seven. And that is a lot. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that... But what, what about this guy? So when he was running around mm-hmm. and not when he was not in jail, he was committing a lot of sexual assaults from full-on rape to beatings to stabbings. Where the, He wasn't as successful in actually killing people. A lot of his victims got away. Mm-hmm. Um, or he just let them go. Like, he didn't care. Um, but He just wanted to fuck people's lives up, sounds like. Yes, he really... And we'll get into that, too. Yeah. He really enjoyed the chaos his attacks caused and okay. the pain and suffering. God, I wonder how many demons he had. Ooh, full of demons. So he started with the sexual assaults in between his stints in prison, and it didn't take long for him to escalate. His first known victim and confirmed victim was a 10-year-old girl named Christine Klein. He sexually assaulted her and brutally murdered her. The girl's uncle was actually accused of the crime and even went on trial for it. Peter, like, eagerly followed the case. Like, he was he was sometimes there at the courthouse. He was really into the sadistic glee, the suffering he caused the family. And Christine's uncle was ultimately acquitted by the jury because they just didn't have any evidence against him. Mm-hmm. And her killer went unnamed for 18 years. He kept going. So, in 1914, World War I is looming. And Peter was drafted in the army. And you would think, like, you know, World War One is some trench warfare, and that's a lot of killing. Yeah. You'd think he'd be into that? No. Really? The military life was not for him. He didn't like rules. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So he deserted his post. And for doing so, he was jailed until 1921. It's very How many serious. years was that? Well, from 1914 to 1921, oh. it was like seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. He missed all of World War One. Honestly, if you know if you guys know anything about World War One, prison is preferable. Yeah. Now the conditions of prisons in Germany in that time period, Peter was in jail for were horrendous. I just want to say this is before any kind of prison reform work was ever done, and they were just torture chambers, pretty much. The disgusting living conditions, violence, disease, you name it, 
you know, you wouldn't keep a dog in conditions like that. Right. It's, it's, you know, I can see why somebody would fucking hate society after that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, after his release in 1921, he moved to a place in Germany called Altenburg, and he married a former prostitute who had just, got out, just gotten out of jail for killing her fiancé for leaving her at the altar. Just like a match made in heaven. Wow. Yeah. This is like... Except she felt super bad for her crime. It was a crime uh, of passion, and she was racked with guilt with it for the rest of her life. I was about to say it's kind of like Bonnie and Clyde, but no. No. And weirdly... And, like, even psychologists talk about this. He really venerated his wife. He loved his wife. He was never faithful to her. And just outside of the sexual assaults and rapes and murders. uh, But he really loved her. He really cared about her. Very weird. Yeah. It's just just strange. He kind of, I think, put her in the same light that he put his mother. Okay. You know, that's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Was he good to her in any way? Provided for her. Okay. Protected her? Yes. That makes sense. hmm So Peter wasn't content with a normal married life, even though he had gotten a job, and this is so interesting to me, doing the same kind of work his father had been doing. And it was just like a, it was called a molder. Not exactly sure what that is, but some kind of manufacturing. Okay. And uh, he even got into, like, the trade associations, because he was good at the job. But I just find it weird how closely... We follow, like, these people that follow the footsteps of their abusers. Right, right. You know, he hated his father. Yeah. But he's repeating the sins of the father times ten, you know. I just think that's interesting. Again, I I go back to people repeat the cycles of abuse and recreate the trauma so they can find some kind of resolution for it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, and he wanted to go back to Dusseldorf. He kept finding himself pulled back to where he, you know, grew up. So, in 1929, he committed at least four sexual assaults and other petty crimes along with setting small fires. He was again escalating, and he was not happy until he killed again. So, he attacked a woman named Maria Kuhn, and he stabbed her 24 times. Miraculously, she survived. Then, on February 9th, 1929, he murdered nine-year-old Rosa Oliger, by stabbing her 13 times. And his confession, this is awful, by the way, he said he climaxed when he attacked her. <gasps> she was nine. She's a baby. To try and hide the evidence, he set fire to her remains. And notice we have fire setting, again, yeah. kind of in the in the pool yeah. of terrible things that need cruelty to animals. Fire setting. And the other one was bedwetting, but we have no idea right. if he did that. Five days later, he attacked and killed a 45-year-old man, and the only name that was given was his surname of Sheer. After that, he killed two foster sisters at a fair, and I could not find their ages in my research. I'm sure it's available, but this is just mountains of murder. Right. But they were young. They were, like, under 13. He told the older sister to go get him some cigarettes, and while she was away, he slit the younger one's throat. When the older girl returned, he dragged her away, strangled her, and then almost decapitated her with a pocket knife. Just senseless. Just senseless and gross. Literally just grabbing at anything and everything Mm -hmm. that he can. Often, Peter would return to the scene of his crimes. He liked watching the fear and misery he caused. That's what 
I was saying earlier. Right. He liked reliving the moment of killing his victims. Right. And a lot of killers will return to the scene of the They crime. really do. They, like, they... I don't know. They just like Some soak it up with like a sense of paranoia. You know, they want to check and see if the police have found anything. Right. But some go because they get an illicit thrill out of seeing like family members sobbing like, and like Look what I did. That <laughs> yeah. he was more like that. And I'm not gonna list them all. There are lots, and all of. I mean, he attacked a woman with a hammer. He attacked a man with a hammer. So those were his main modes of of killing people. So. The papers covered this extensively because one time the police said they thought the killer might have been drinking the blood of his victims. But he never confessed to doing that. So the paper dubbed him the Vampire of Dusseldorf. A major setback in the investigation was when a man with a learning disability was accused of similar murders, though these murders were unrelated to Peter, okay. and was sent to an asylum for the criminally insane. The police thought it was case closed, so Peter was just kind of allowed to continue, and he almost saw this as a sign for him to keep going. Right. By August of 1929, the police realized their mistake as the attacks never stopped. So, again, I'm this episode could go literally like three hours describing each murder, right. but the most interesting, fascinating, and amazing part of this case, the, the whole reason I decided to even do it, because, again, he's not a vampire. Right. It was just a nickname the press gave him. They also called him the Monster of Dusseldorf. That one fits. He's definitely a monster. But the way he was caught is fucking balls out wild. It is crazy, and I love it. The universe was like, fuck this guy. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. Oh, this is so oh, it's so, <laughs> so good. It's so good. On May 14, 1930, a woman moved from Cologne to Dusseldorf looking for work during the Great Depression. She didn't know the city, and a man offered to give her directions to a place she was heading to. He took a shortcut through a park, and the woman, Maria, remembered reading newspaper articles about the vampire of Dusseldorf, and she got super freaked out and scared. She thought this guy was leading her astray like into the woods to kill her. Because mm -hmm. that was the M.O. of the killer. Yeah. And so she started saying, I'm not going to go anywhere with you, stay away from me, you're, you're a murderer. And another man showed up to save her from this guy. He just showed up and he's like, let me show you the way. He's like, you poor thing, you're so frightened, you know. That man was Peter Curtin. No, that's weird. Isn't that weird? That is so weird. And terrible. Well, yeah, and the poor guy's like, no, I'm just trying to help. He's like, I'm just trying to help taking a shortcut. And he's like, move away, foul killer man. Aha. <laughs> she just stumbled right into it. It's so wild, you know? And, it, and it's weird that she kind of like... She got a bad feeling. But it was it was, it was was right wrong. but wrong. Yeah. It was right yeah. but wrong. Yeah. That's where I just like got goosebumps. Yeah. I was like, that's so fucked up. So he offered her a place to stay at his apartment because she just got there. She was down on her luck. And he told her he would help her get work. She was already, you know, really, really desperate. Because the Great Depression, like, I don't know if a lot of you, like, know anything about it. But it was bad. Like, there were lines in soup kitchens. Nobody had a job. People were starving to death. It I guess I didn't terrible. realize that it was the Great Depression everywhere. The whole world. Yeah, I thought it was only the United States because of our own 
Our terrible education system let you down, Willow? Yes, once again. Once again. Yeah, you know, if it weren't for the Great Depression, we wouldn't have had Hitler. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, look into it sometime. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this guy also had a little Hitler mustache. Another reason to hate him. Did he really? Okay, let's take a moment to pause and talk about how that mustache was never a good look. (laughs) Mm -mm. What is that? Who lied to y'all and said that little strip of hair under your nose looked good? You look like a fucking fool. It looks like, like... You know, whenever you it's get like an accident shaving, you know, whenever you get like, um, like a rug yeah. off like a shitty website <laughs> and you think it's going to be like huge, big, and it's just, it's, and it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. not even big enough to like wipe your feet at your front uh-huh. door. That's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. a little tiny rug that's supposed to catch all of your nose drippings. Nose drippings. Huh? <laughs> and it doesn't. In your snot. Yeah nose drippings. I don't know why. That made my stomach hurt super bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. But yeah, fuck that little Hitler it's mustache. It's so stupid. It's so ugly and dumb and you it's look so stupid. stupid. Stupid, ugly fucking mustache. Because you could dunk on Hitler forever. One testicle syphilis having fuckwad. Yeah, that's where I stand on it. I'm very anti-Hitler and anti-Nazis. Can you believe that shit came back in style? Don't like them Nazis. Uh-uh. Look, I grew up with Indiana Jones. We punch Nazis square in the face because they suck. Yeah. Yep. So, back to Maria. She's staying at his fucking apartment. No. Yes. Where's his wife? She was out of town. Conveniently. Convenient. Mm-hmm. When they get to his apartment, he tried to have sex with her, but she turned him down. And he seemed okay with this. He was like, okay, I understand. And she's like, you know what? I'm not really comfortable staying here. He's like, you know what? I totally fucking understand. I'll help you find another place to stay tomorrow. And she's like, you know, fine. That's cool. Thanks, guy. So he took her to, like, a tram station. A tram is like a little trolley. Yeah. And instead of taking her directly to the tram, though, he just, like, straight up drug her into the woods and raped her. But because she didn't resist him or put up much of a fight, he took pity on her and let her go. Wow. Yeah. Poor girl. I know. And he let her go, too, because he thought she'd only seen his apartment once. The street kind of had a weird name, and I'm not going to pronounce it because it's in German and it has, like, a lot of G's and C's and stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> and Hans. <laughs> Look, Mama put some pies on the window to cool. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. So, I don't know if y'all have noticed, I really love doing stupid voices. And that is from an old cartoon from like the 40s. Oh, where some little German boys find a pie in the window. I don't know what it's from and that's all I remember. You're welcome. The service I provide. I do a great Arnold Schwarzenegger too, but I'm not doing it right. I'm not flimmy enough. I have to drink, like, some milk. <laughs> milk? Get some phlegm going. Clack, clack. In the back of my throat, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> poor Maria is deeply traumatized, yeah. as one would be. And she is so ashamed. She feels... These are different times, too. This is the 30s. She doesn't want to report it. She doesn't want to go to the police. She already feels bad that she's out of work. 
and then she's come to a new city and she just fucked it all up. She, she's kind of blaming herself. Instead, she writes a friend a letter kind of detailing what happened to her. And that's where it should have ended that story. And he would have just kept on murdering. But that is not what happened. The letter got delivered to another woman with a similar name. Whoa. She opened it and went, fuck a doodle do, and took that shit to the police. Fuck a doodle do. Hell yeah. Dang. Dang. <laughs> I just think how wild is that though? No, that's insane. That's um pretty serendipitous though. It gets weirder. Oh, ready? okay. Yeah, no, I'm ready. In. Yeah. So they tr the police track Maria down. Okay. And they're like, bitch, what is this letter about? And so she tells them. You know, and they're like, well, could you take us to his apartment? She's like, yes. She had, like, a photographic memory of this shit. She knew Good the street. Good job, Maria. Girl. Yes. Except when she got there, he's in the staircase. And she goes, she freezes. She can't even speak. So they leave. They leave? Her and the police, she's, he's like, she's like, well, maybe I don't remember. Uh, she got too rattled. Like, <gasps> too scared. So Peter sees this. He's like, fuck i have been found out and so he packs a bag and he gets the fuck on out of there get him and his wife go to a new apartment and she's like why are we going to a new apartment what is going on and he's like look i raped a girl a little bit a little, little bit a little bit and she's like oh and he's like and if they find out you know i'm gonna go to jail for like 15 years and you will die old and penniless and she's like that's true yeah, and then he's like, also, I'm the vampire of Dusseldorf. That was me. I just killed all these people. I'm just straight up murdering. She flips out, and she's like, let's kill ourselves. Because, oh. because he's going to go to jail forever. She's horrified yeah. by what he's done. And it's the Great Depression. She doesn't have a job. He was taking care of her. She is a, a former prostitute. And she's mm. just like, I'm done. I'm out. He's like, hold on. If you report me to the police, you'll get the reward. Oh, yeah. Weird. Okay. And he's like, and then you'll have lots of money. But you have to promise me not to kill yourself. And she's like, okay. And he's like, also, I want to commit a final, like, really grand murder. I want to kill, like, as many people as I possibly can. So meet me at this church tomorrow. She just straight up went to the police right away because she was so upset. And, you yeah, know, good for her. Right? I'm like, hmm, yeah. go. And so, Mrs. Curtin, Curtin, Frau Curtin, Frau, Frau. Oh, I like that name. Frau is just Mrs. in German. Oh, really? Like Frau is a married woman. Fraulein is a unmarried woman. Oh, I just watched Doctor or uh, uh, yeah, Mister Frankenstein, Franken, Frank, Doctor Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. You're welcome. That's the one. Thank You're you. You're having a stroke over I there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too engrossed in this story. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so the police meet him there. He just goes with the police. He's like, yes, take me to jail. I am the murderer. It is me. I have murdered and raped and murdered. And he confesses. He sings a happy little song. And here's where I think he started making shit up. Because the more grand and terrible and monstrous and more his crimes were, he thought the more money his wife would get. Like, she could get some book deals, you know, interviews. Oh. He was trying to set it up that he was, like, the worst serial killer of all time. Oh. So that she could get money. Wow. Yeah. 
you kind of have to give them a little bit of an okay, a little. So it's a little, a little silver lining. Yeah. Some kind of lining. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Monstrous, demon-filled bastard. No, but I mean, it shows a little bit of humanity in he him. He loved her. Wow. There was like. But like he that was capable. Mavi was capable of doing good things, and he knew what he was doing was wrong. He just didn't give a fuck. Oh, he loved doing it. Oh yeah, he loved doing it. He did. He gave him big boners, and that's Ew. so wretched and terrible. I'm gonna throw up. They were children. I don't want to think about it too hard. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, so they cut his head off. Right, yeah, that's the He that's went the to best trial. Part. So he, when he went to trial, he at first pleaded not guilty and said the co- confession was coerced. But then his wife didn't get very much money, so he recanted. And plus, the prosecution really wore him down. They had a lot of evidence. Because of his confessions, they found all the evidence, right? Like, right. Here's Bloody Hammer. And man, when they, lay, they laid all the evidence out, they had like skulls and body parts and like Bloody Hammers in the court. Damn, savage Germany. <laughs> You know, I think if he had only, like, lasted until, like, the Third Reich came into power, he'd have fucking loved being a Nazi. I was I was kind of thinking about that, about the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, he would have loved that shit. Because, you know, like, you think about, like, Dr. Mengele, like, the angel of death. Motherfucker. He killed all those kids. Mm-hmm. Experimented on them. Tortured them. His favorite were twins and pregnant women. Mm, I get to dunk on the Germans a little bit. I do. Mm. Although, you know, as an American, I don't really have any room to talk since we made Nazis cool again. Fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. Want to yeet them into the sun. Mm. And like a lot of people said, you know, you'll look, we're in Eureka Springs. It's some new age hippie bullshit around here sometimes. People are all like, oh, you've got to have love and your forgiveness in your heart. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm. Mm-mm, uh-huh. Mm-mm, mm-mm, Not for racists mm-mm. or Nazis, I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that's enabling. It is. You enable that type of bullshit, you're just as Here's guilty. Here's what I say about that kind of shit. You give it no safe harbor. Nope. You tell them to go fuck themselves as violently as necessary yes. until they're gone and they have nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Except maybe like Fuckface Island and then we'll nuke it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so they cut his head off. Right. The guillotine, which is brutal as fuck and then he was so fucked up they took his head and dissected it to see what the fuck was wrong with him did he have some tumas no nothing really yeah i mean what was wrong not saying not physiologically yeah there was nothing wrong with him physiologically it was all psychologically fucked up yeah but they were like i need to see yeah i need to see what kind of you got like a fucking cockroach for a brain or something right right yeah there are pictures they preserved his head you're welcome wow fuck that guy yeah what a bastard yeah but i just really love how he got caught it's so wild i've never heard anything like it no it's it's like oh man it's like if there was such thing as like god or whatever like it was like it's like a brilliant chess game i know you know like, there was, like, such strategy involved. You're just a bunch of weird coincidences lined mm-hmm. up just perfectly to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. It was like God was like, normally I don't intervene anymore, y'all, because last time I did, you nailed me to some wood. But 
I'm gonna step in here. Yeah. Because this is going too far. Yeah. Y'all fucking it up. It's this guy. Yeah. And then he gave Hitler syphilis. And one testicle. I didn't know about that one testicle. Yeah. That's pretty funny. And then, on his birthday, he shot himself in the head and ended up in a ditch covered in petrol on fire. Happy birthday, Hitler. I didn't know it was on his birthday. Either. It was on his fucking birthday. I love that you know these things. Yeah. I fucking hate Hitler. I hate him, too. Uh, when I was a little kid, I couldn't believe the Holocaust happened. I read The Devil's Arithmetic, which is a book uh, about a little girl um, at Passover at her relative's house. And they're all Jewish, obviously. And she travels back in time. And she's in the body of her aunt who was in a concentration camp. Wow. And that book fucked me up as a child. And so I got really into studying how something like that could happen. Yeah. And then I, you know, the whole Trump shit happened. And I was like, oh, good. It's happening here. That's nice. So fucking gross. So gross. Like, oh, and like, what I don't understand is people who idolize him because he's so heinous to behold with my eyeballs. He's not cool. No. He looks like if you took a bunch of turkey skin and put a toupee on it. And it's a puppet. <laughs> it's like it's like whatever you buy the cheap chicken that still has the skin on it, and it's like all blah, blah, blah. girl. I always buy the cheap chicken with the skin. You know why? Because that shit's delicious. Oh, you don't know how to cook it. It's okay. No, I don't. I'm really new to cooking meat. I didn't. Yeah. I haven't eaten meat. But well, like one of these year. days I will show you. I've only I've only eaten meat for like a year or so. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, he's he's awful and heinous, and nothing that he says is articulate. We're good. Nothing that We're is right. that he says, even if he was like, even if you just cancel out the actual words that he's saying, he's not speaking clearly. No, he's not pronouncing well, words. Why don't you take the words that he's saying and you just write them down to look at him? That shit don't. It's word salad. He doesn't make any fucking mm-hmm. sense. I'm more qualified to be president. God damn it. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, now I dropped out of high school. And I have no religion. You've done a religion? Well, it's bad. Yeah, you do have to be Christian or, yeah, pretty much. Like, technically? It's one of the unofficial rules. Oh, I was going to say, I thought separation church and state. Probably. Oh, really? Because I know. that's not a thing. I, I, there was air bunnies nobody could see. Yeah. But still. Fuck. That's fucking stupid. Everything is dumb. And fucked and awful. We hate everything. It's just dumb and bad. Yeah, it is. And it's over. Like, you know, the Earth's dying. (sighs) Right. So we'll all be dead soon. It's fine. Yeah. Live, laugh, love, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't you guys feel nice listening to all that? Die, cry, hate. (laughs) That's what we're going to do, so don't (laughs) worry. And I'll see you all in hell. What are we gonna do? Just like sit around and play Yahtzee with some angels? Sounds lame. At least in hell. I don't like bright something. lights. No. We'll just put you in a void. Ooh, where nothing happens and there it's is quiet. nothing. Yeah. It's quiet. It's dark, and I can be without pants on. You got nothing. Nobody. You're just floating in a void. I don't have to wear pants. You don't Fantastic. have a body, so I that's mean, that's great. Oh, that's have, even better. Right? Yeah, I like that. Shit hurts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're done. I don't know what case we're going to cover next. We have one more, and then we have a Patreon episode. 
I just did one on Victorian UFOs. And it's just about a bunch of sightings and strange encounters by Victorian people. Did the audio work out? Yes, it did. Computer crash. Yeah, that one wasn't affected. Only our. Oh boy! If you guys are on Patreon, or would like to be on our Patreon, that episode, aside from her amazing research and like just the incredible story that she gave, um, because it was absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, it was. But we were so slap happy and so stupid because we had recorded two episodes that night. Yeah, back to back. And it was like three o'clock in the morning. It was so dumb. (laughs) It was great. The good information is there, but we're idiots. We pretty funny. We we were pretty ridiculous. So if you want to laugh at us. Or with us, but mostly at us. You can laugh at me. It's fun. definitely go check us out on Patreon because that was a fucking ridiculous episode. Yeah, it reminded me of the first like vampire lore episode. We the one recorded. that we yeah. we had to get rid of that because we were fools. It was stupid. you couldn't eat, we we were just, you cried and laughed and like farted all at the same time <laughs> or something. It was really funny. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, anyway, join us next time for a mystery episode because no idea what we're gonna do neither do i and i'm the one that researching it so oh you are yeah well good luck i know <laughs> <laughs> all right good night she loves you find us on your social media platform of choice linktree slash cruelty has all of the links Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.